the actor. Life is tough as a teenager, and it's not worth living, so I should just kill myself, thought Douglas Havilon, as he shivered in the cold of the Arctic. It was two in the morning and the young boy pulled his thick snow leopard whites tighter around his neck to shield from the chill. Feeling his cheeks turn an instant red from the blast of windy ice about him, the fur lined in the hood, doing little to make his face warmer. I agree, Master Doug, said his watch. Cerberus. It was odd for his timepiece to agree with him on such things, but the past few days, the watch had adopted the same Maccabee attitude the teenager seemed to have. Douglas, or Doug as he was known around the academy, when people noticed, wasn't exceptionally good-looking or smart. In terms of SWA standards, he was below average. Coming close to the last was all he knew, too low on the rungs of the school's social ladder to even merit insults. He had no close friends, no friends at all, in fact, not even a dog, cat, or goldfish. Even his watch spoke to him in a fastidious manner. Apart from the intruding voice in his mind, Doug felt invisible. Today, he sat outside in the cold performing a mission of observation on the sea lions to achieve extra credit for his dismal report marks. His parents were overjoyed when Doug had passed the second test and signed on to the academy. But by year three, everyone realized how an over his head he actually was, and he struggled to maintain a steady balance in his results. I'm an average kid. I don't go out and party. I don't drink or take drugs. I study really hard. I don't date anyone, but still my marks suck. It didn't matter what Doug did. He couldn't get his average up, and now he was forced to sit on the snow, doing as much practical work as possible to raise his average to a passing level. You would think that saving the world would be easy, but it's not. I agree, Master Doug. Concurred Cerberus, gallingly compliant. Doug had grand dreams when he joined the academy, soon overshadowed by his amateur failures. Back home, there was a photograph on the mantelpiece of his uncle with the queen mother and other figures of royalty. That's your uncle Jonathan on his wedding day, boasted mother many months ago. You'll never have royalty at your wedding, she scoffed further. This is true, Master Doug. You do not know anyone of importance. Cerberus stirred his thoughts. Doug was too cold to argue with his watch, and in all honesty, his device was right. He would never have a wedding picture with the queen, or anyone deemed of high value. His parents often reminded him of what a disappointment he was. The tough love routine had turned into an unnecessary harsh ritual. Doug didn't even want to save the world. He wanted to be an actor. He dreamt of stage and screen, but somehow he passed this amazing exam years ago, and his parents had become overjoyed that they didn't have to pay school fees. But now he was miserable. His folks still argued, if not more than usual. It's your fault, Cerberus said. You should be a better son. I know, Doug thought. My family deserve better. As long as he could speak, he recalled his mom and dad shouting at each other. At every camping trip, over groceries, over anything he said or did in defiance, anything was an excuse to argue for them. Sometimes Doug felt that he was the adult and they were the children. They were happy before you came, Cerberus informed. It's your fault. Doug wasn't sure, but his watch told him that it was his fault, so he believed it. 
he hugged himself sadly in the snow. The other day, his extracurricular marks required him to follow along the sixth quadrant, a troop of empire penguins that were struggling to breed and socialize with similar species that inhabited the area. He could see the penguins weren't getting along with the other larger groups, the tall birds being ostracized as they waddled in the snowy wind. Story of my life, Doug thought and imagined himself a disliked penguin that no one would offer shelter from the storm. All his missions from third to fourth year went hand in hand with strife. He envied the Tim Sparks or Troy Pugs of the world that waltzed into a bad situation and managed to save the creatures or planted in the process. Doug wasn't that fortunate. One instance saw Doug trying to infiltrate an illegal fur-selling operation.